Family from the Heart podcast episode number 234, special Thanksgiving 2012 edition. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we, my friends, are the family that likes to give you every personal detail of our lives, whether you want to hear it or not. Actually, no. Actually, that's not really accurate. That's not accurate at all. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. We are a family, however, that likes to give you a behind-the-scenes look into a peek, if you will, into the lives of the Ravenscraft household. Right. A, a family that attempts to live life on purpose and with purpose and fails miserably from time to time. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I'm sitting across the table from this person who's really starting to kick himself and wonder, why didn't I listen to my wife? Yeah. The, it just did an entire episode of Podcast Answer Man where the first like 25 minutes are I have no idea why I'm sitting here right now. This is, I should have listened to my wife. Ah, I am, as I predicted, in my pajamas. You are in your pajamas. Although I did put on, I did put on the undershirt that has the um, Mm built-in support. So, um, because you did make this live. It is live. And we are um, here live. So grateful for the two people who are joining us. We are, you know what? I just want to start off and say I am very thankful for Lourdes Wellhaven and Troy Price. Right. Because they have been because here. Because they too have nothing else to do today. No, I'm sure they have plenty <laughs> just, of things. Hey. What? I was just teasing. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. But I'm just saying, it, 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 they were here and and it, it, it was pretty cool. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, there are only two people here because. I did. not announce. It, I right. did not announce it like on Twitter or Facebook mm-hmm. or anything like that. I figure, you know, hey, if people remembered, then they'll come. And I'm not really sure that I have anything great to expound in podcast form today. And so I, you know, and and not to mention the fact that as soon as I'm done, I really have to shut things down and and stuff like that. That. I just didn't invite a lot of other people. So um, only Lourdes and Troy came out, came out to play with us today, which is wonderful because I love both Lourdes and Troy. They're right. great people. Absolutely, they are. And um, there are, she says, we're your diehard fans. <laughs> and Troy <laughs> says he's are. working hard while I listen. While listening. Very good. So anyway, I have no anything I don't have anything for So you pulled me away from my Christmas movie. I was watching a Christmas movie in our bed while snapping green beans. <laughs> You're snapping green beans in our bed. I am because the light from the sun is so bright in the living room mm-hmm. that it hurts my eyes to be out there right now. All right. I really, I have a hard time being in our living area between the hours of like 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. <laughs> because the sun is just... It's just really bright. Gotcha. It it and um and hurtful to my eyes and my head. And so I in the morning prefer to watch TV in our bed. Although I was kind of disappointed because I um last night I was watching a Christmas movie and um you know we shared a few months ago, weeks or whatever that we switched to Cincinnati Bell. Yes. And um and all is still all has been going well. 
um, we're allowed to record three things at a time, you know, all this stuff. But when you're recording three things, then your extra boxes, which one is in our bedroom and one is in our new workout room that we made, um, you can't stream things to there. You can watch something live, but you, you can't um, watch your DVR events. So I was watching my Christmas movie last night and I get the little message that says, you know, you must exit now. And so I pick one of the shows that I know is recording live to watch it because it was um, Parenthood and Private Practice. Where, and those are both two shows that I watch um, on my own. So I can, I'm like, well, that's fine. I'll just, I'll watch one of those and then I'll go to bed. And um, so I turned one on. I turned on private practice. I woke up this morning and I was like, well, I'm going to watch Parenthood while I snap green beans. Okay. And I go to the DVR and it's not there. But I know last night it had the little circle red R saying that it was recording. And I know that it recorded because it wouldn't let me watch something else. But now it's not on there. Neither is private practice and neither is the third show that recorded, which should have been covert affairs. But I don't know. Great. So I noticed last night that the this DVR, stuff keeps happening. The DVR froze up on me. Oh, you froze it. You uh, broke it. Uh, That's yes. what happened. It's now, all my fault. I know that. Um, I know that. Um, in um, Parenthood will be will be really easy to find. I can find that on Hulu. Um, I don't even have to do Hulu Plus, which is that'll be a piece of cake to find, and I can watch it later. The trouble will be if the new if it was the new episode of Covert Affairs last night because USA is very stingy on how they will share their episodes online. Mm-hmm. It's quite irritating, USA Network. Um, I just want to tell you that right now. But um, so I had to pick a different Christmas movie to watch this morning. Oh, yeah. I don't mind. I love Christmas movies. <laughs> I really do. The cheesier, the better. They're fantastic. So that's what I've been doing today. <laughs> I slept until I couldn't sleep no more. And uh, which was like 845. <laughs> it's so <laughs> pathetic. I'm old when sleeping in is 845. That is whatever. Old. Of course, <laughs> my dad must be getting really old because sleeping into him is like 545. <laughs> but um, he's normally up around the four o'clock hour. So. Why are you laughing now? What's going on? I don't have the chat room. So if they're talking funny things about me, then you're mean because you're laughing. (laughs) Last night was the 20th, right? All right. Here, let me read to you the chat room. First of all, welcome to Shonda Stigal. She says, I'm here listening to you. I'm on my iPhone and cleaning up for the in-laws arrival. So she's... She was actually listening in this entire time. So welcome, Shonda. Anyway, before while you were talking, I was I was intensely working on my pen. I noticed it it was for some reason I have this Parker pen. It's got my name engraved on it and everything. So it was a Christmas gift a couple years ago. And Stephanie found it in the garage when we were cleaning it out. Anyway, I was noticing that there was like a little gap where the pen wouldn't go down. And of course, I'm like, okay, so if, if this pen's broken, should I throw it away and stuff like that? And you're going on talking about whatever story you were talking about at the moment. And I'm like, this pen, I can't get it to go. And finally, I got it to, to where the, the mm-hmm. gap is missing. You know, I, I, I got it all the way down. So it, it's but it, I was, the pen is fixed. He has no idea what I said, but the pen is fixed. The pen is fixed. I'm pretty sure I'm up to date with everything. You were talking okay. about the DVR and right. and the fact that we switched over and and the, it didn't record. So I got all of that, yeah. and then you know the the I, I'm I'm up to date. 
However, Troy writes this in the chat room. He says, I would have loved to have heard Cliff's inner voice when uh, just then. Wait, Stephanie's talking. I must put the shiny pen up and look her in the eye. Look her in the eye. Look her in the eye. Boy, that pen was shiny. And then Lordez says, Troy literally laughed out loud. That was funny. It is funny. And Troy's very funny. He, he is funny. But uh, yeah, I was I was intensely I, I know. focused on fixing my pen. But yeah. it's fixed now. And so it avoided the trash can and is now... Sometimes you're like a dog chasing its tail. I am. You do know you'll never actually catch it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Funny. Yeah, that was funny. Megan saw a commercial last night. Oh, no, it wasn't a commercial. I think it was a segment on the news about um, fostering pets for the holidays. Mm-hmm. You can you can go to this this place and you can get a pet that you will foster for the holidays. The thing is, all of these pets are ill. They're they're all dying. Okay. Okay. And so Megan's like, Mom, that's like the perfect way for us to try out if if we can have a dog. I <laughs> oh said, my god! Seriously, Megan, we're not gonna go and get McKenna a dog that's hello gonna die <laughs> before or after you have to return it. That's just no. We're not gonna do that. Oh, here you go, McKenna. Here's your puppy. It's dying soon. No. But so they're they're doing this um in our area. I saw it on the news last night. You can you can foster a um a pet for the holidays and give these pets one last How love sad. of a family. I know, it was very sad. I was sad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. And while I'm not totally against having a pet right now, um no doubt. I don't want a dying one. No, I'm not against having a pet. I know you're but not. I that's don't what I said. Want, no doubt. Yeah, but I don't want one that's... Well, aren't they yeah. all going to die? Well, yes, as are we, but, you know. Yeah. But the life expectancy of a pet is just so Hilarious. Short. Last... Um, so this weekend, we went to Nashville. We did. Which I absolutely love Nashville. Yes, as I do honestly I. do. And I shared with, I think, you and Sarah that um, Nashville is the only other place in the world that feels as much like home as home as here in in Boone County. Right. Um, there, there is no other place that I feel as much myself as there. And um, and when I when I mean by that is that like that I fit there like and that it makes sense for me to be there. Does that? Yeah. And, and okay. the fact that we have, we have, actually, we have more. I have more in-person in friends. In-person friends in, in Nashville. Nashville. Than I do here. Absolutely. Because Megan's doing this fundraiser for dance. Mm-hmm. And last night, the mom who was in charge of it was like, you know, we're like um, halfway through and I'm just trying to get a head count of how, how many, you know, boxes you think you've sold. And I said zero because I don't, <laughs> I have no friends. Like, Really? All of my friends are online or out of town. Mm-hmm. I I have no immediate, so I'm putting I'm sending her out door to door and making her sell to our neighborhood. But um, so Nashville, I absolutely love it there. But what I, we were talking about, you know, we're all dying. Um, we went to the live um token show show the, to the live show of the token show. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say, and um. During, we got to watch the rehearsal. One of the, um, was it them? It was. 
um, one of the performers were the McCreary sisters. And they're um, a group of four women who are singing together. And um, they were really good, really good. But the guy on the piano who is the music director of the house band. Jeff Taylor. Yes. Um, so he says, he says, I'm planning on having you guys play my funeral. I just haven't picked the date yet. Yes. It was really funny. That, that was funny. It was funny. Anyway. Matter of fact, I, I had. It was funnier when delivered with his timing and, you know. Yeah, his yeah. wit. Rather than me explaining it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, I was wondering, what are we going to talk about in this special uh, episode? Duh. And uh, I think the fact that we Special had, being the fact that it's being recorded today, not that yeah. <laughs> anything other than that. Nothing other than that. <laughs> but uh, we, we do have something amazing. Um, we Was it last week we shared about our failed date? You know, the worst date ever? Know. Or was it that was, two? I think that was two weeks ago. Okay. So anyway, we recently talked about the fact that you know, five guys totally ruined our... our Poor five. They're, they are still taking the blame for things going wrong in our household. <laughs> My kitchen's a mess and it's all five guys' fault. Yep. Yeah. And Okay. I, failed date. Lost clip again. Yeah, Bobby Jason in the jail. Looking. He's gone. Hold on. Hold on. Where, wait a second. Was it... It was probably in the beginning of the month because our, our date night is set for the first Saturday of the month. So... No, yeah, I can't find it. Um, anyway, I know we talked about we it. We did. Though. We talked about how okay. how horrendous it was. And then um, you asked me about this token show over the summer. A long time ago. It Actually, was, it was in July because that's when Lee was a part like of I said, my A to Z course. Over the summer. And um, and so I said, sure, I you know, you played me a little clip of what it was like and or an example of something that it would be like. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll go see that with you and put it out of my mind. Didn't think anything of it. Had no idea that it was on a Sunday until like three weeks out and it was time to find somebody to keep the kids. And I'm just like, okay, now I'm going to be missing a morning of school and picking them up. And that changes everything about getting um, somebody to keep the kids. And I was just stressing out about it all week. And then we had an off week yeah where cliff was in a funk and i was mad at his funk and it was just we had an off week so then i wasn't even sure i wanted to be in the car with you um for the amount of time that it takes to drive to nashville and um but child care worked out and um we set out sunday morning for nashville yep i had an amazing time i love being in that city I absolutely love it. Um, at lunch, we were able to talk about the bad week, and which was good because by then we're starting to come out of it, and I wasn't, you know, angry at your funk anymore. So I could talk to you like a human rather than, you know, an angry woman because those conversations never turn out well. No, and they don't. um, <laughs> and oops, sorry. So um. And then we went and we saw the rehearsal and um, which was that the recording is at the Ryman Auditorium. Yep. I never knew how much I wanted to go there until I was there. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever had that experience where you never know how much you want to do something until you're in the moment doing it? Yes. And um, it was so cool. That building is gorgeous. It is a very cool building. 
I'll tell you what, I would love, you know, what I'd love to do is kind of give a, a step-by-step, like how that weekend went. Because this was, in my mind, this was the perfect date. You know, this was okay. like. I thought that's what I just did, but go ahead. Well, you did, but I want to, I want to, I want to <laughs> relive. I want to relive the experience. Well, I have other the, things that I want to tell you about too. <clears throat> oh, outside so, of, uh, outside of the weekend thing? Yes. Oh, well, let me make a list of those things. What are they? Oh my goodness. So my field trip. Okay, field trip, got it. And then um, you can put uh, Lego League. Lego League, got it. And um, the the and and I knitted two. Well, this is just doesn't even have to go on the thing. But because we spent so much time in the car, I knitted two scarves in four days. <laughs> two scarves in four days. I'll tell you what. Let are those the only topic? Other topics you wanted to share? I think so. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's. Let's leave some suspense here for folks. <gasps> and in just a moment, we'll come back and give you a breakdown of step-by-step how this most awesome weekend went. Okay. And uh, until then, we're going to talk about these other things. So first, well, obviously, you've already shared that you knitted two scarves. So just talk about that for just a moment. Well, um, I, Megan has been asking me to knit her scarf for, well, since I learned how last Thanksgiving. I, I've known how to knit for a year. Yep. Yep. And um, I started on one and I didn't like it. Um, Actually, no, I started on it and the needle came out. So um, because the kids were messing around in my basket and the needle slid out and I couldn't get it back in right. So I just pulled it out and I started over Um, and I didn't like it. So I left it sit there for a long time Mm -hmm. um, and didn't go back to it. And then... Last week, sometime, she mentioned it again, and so I picked it up, and I started a new scarf, and so as I'm knitting the new scarf, I'm unraveling the one that didn't, so I'm using the same yarn, and it's unraveling as I'm knitting the new scarf, and um, and this one I liked a lot, I liked a lot better, so I got that one finished for her, and um, and she likes it, and it's really soft, and it's really just it's cute anyway um and i've never knitted myself a scarf and i was christmas shopping at joanne fabrics the other day and i saw this yarn that was on sale now the same brand of yarn is on sale for even more and i'd love to have like some extra money to go buy like a couple things um just to have them for when i feel inspired to knit something. Um, and so I saw this yarn that I was like, I, ha- I have to have, I, I really, really want this. And so I took it out of my, um, my lunch money with Sarah um, because we normally have lunch before um, Authentic Life Radio is recorded. And I bought myself this yarn and I knitted that scarf in, I started it on Thursday night. I finished it yesterday morning before I went on the field trip with Megan because it, I, it matched my outfit so I wanted to wear it with that um I wanted to wear it yesterday and I, I finished it pretty much right before I went to school um, went to school for the field trip and so in the four days or five days I guess I knitted the two scarves I finished the one for Megan and started and completed the one for myself awesome 
So it's and, fun. And I they're like, cool looking scarves too. Thank you. I mean, you. They completely. Matter of fact, I thought that you had learned how to do a completely different uh, stitch, but I guess it's just the size it's of the, the needle. Same, right? Um, I have not yet added, and I've I've have a couple of things where I've played around where I'm um, watching videos on YouTube or reading a book that my friend Allison bought for me um, to learn the new stitches, but um, I haven't really. I don't really feel comfortable enough yet to knit a whole, you know, something with them. So it's still just the one with Megan's. It's still just the basic knit stitch. I just used a really thin, fine yarn and um, and a big, thick needle. Cool. And so it, yeah, it looks very girly. I like it. It looks Thanks. very nice. Thank I'm you. I'm very proud of the work that you accomplished. Thank you. And they look very good on you and Megan. Thanks. So, um, okay, so the next one is field trip. Megan asked me to um, chaperone this field trip with her. Okay. I knew they were going to music hall. I knew it had something to do with what they were um, working on in English class or language arts, they call it. But I really had no idea what it was about. And then, um, and so I go. It was... A performance, there were five different performances, um, the same five, remember there are five, there were five um, actors doing these five different skits for um, famous authors or, or classic authors like Edgar Allan Poe was one. And so it wasn't so much that the story was famous, but more the author mm-hmm. and, um, and for different reasons. And I don't remember the author of... Um, the Lady and the Tiger, or there was this one about a um, boy who was kidnapped for ransom. I don't remember, like, oh, Henry or something like that. I don't remember. But um, but these five different stories. And so we're sitting there and we're watching these performances. Um, Edgar Allan Poe was just creepy. He creeped me out when I was in high school and I had to read him. And he's going to creep me out now that my kids have to read him. I <laughs> He was just dark. There's just, there's just a darkness in his writing that... Um, that I don't really go for. I recall never reading him. <laughs> Did you read the Cliff's Notes? <laughs> I, I I don't even think I read the Cliff's Notes. Yeah, on that. I I remember we had to. Well, we even I think watched a um, we even had to watch a video of is it the the Raven or something? No, was, I don't remember. Anyway, um, I've tried to block as much of high school out as I can, but um. Yeah, I, I think that we even had to watch a video over whichever book we were reading at the time. But there were a couple of different of his that we read. And I I just, I don't really, I don't really care for him at all. Yeah. So that one, it was the first one and it was really creepy. Anyway, we're on this field trip and and things are, things went well. Things went really well. Um, it was a pretty enjoyable time. The last skit that they did was boring. Okay. I can't tell you who the author was. I can't tell you what the story was. I have no idea. It was boring. And I fell asleep. So was was there music at Music Hall? There was n- n- there were sound effects and stuff, but basically it was they were just using the stage and the Okay. and the auditorium as So what was the as, purpose of this? Just to introduce them to this literature? Well, they had been studying this literature. Okay. Um for several weeks now. And this was just a way to see that brought to life, I guess. 
Gotcha. I, th- I think it's just more exploring the Didn't art of like literature. It? I think she did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, she did, and and so they got to dress up, and they had which is a whole different story. There were boys checking our daughter out. Uh oh. Yeah, I was glad I was on that field trip because we're gonna have to like, I don't know. It might it might be time for you know turtlenecks and baggy pants. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it was bad. Um. But we had a good time, and I totally took a nap during the last skit. It's time for Dad to start chaperoning and bringing a shotgun. I, I think it might. I think it might be really. It was not cool. So after the field trip, we go. We get back to school, and they're past their lunch time, so they get to eat in their classroom. Well, Megan's like, you know, mommy, will you eat with me? And and so I sat down, and I'm we're sitting at a table with maybe. There were maybe eight other girls, and so I'm just being with Megan and being with her friends, and it was really fun. Well, the um, Megan's homeroom teacher, which is the class that we were in, is also the leader of Matthew's Lego League. Okay. Okay. Which is funny, because when I went to Megan's, um, what they call curriculum night, which is in the very beginning of the year, and you just go and you get to the teachers give you an overview of what they're going to be doing all year and all of these things. Um, so I go to that back in September and he comes over and he's like, so I have two Ravenscrafts this year and I'm looking at him like, what? I, I have no idea what you're He's like, Matt? I'm like, oh yeah, Matt. I forgot <laughs> he goes here. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yesterday we're sitting i'm sitting there and i'm having lunch with megan and her friends and he comes over and he says so matt's all ready for the lego league competition at at, you know um at northern kentucky university next saturday and i said the what at the where when (laughs) oh great no idea who who is the second (laughs) child that we have no here's the thing i know he's in lego league i know i signed a permission slip for something But other than that, it made, I got no information out of the child. Um, So apparently on Saturday, December 1st, Matthew has, um, I know he made the Lego League team. Yeah. Because up until like two weeks ago, they had been sort of auditioning. And then the teacher picked the the kids with the most um, skills. Saturday, December 1st? Yeah. What time? I don't know. He has the permission slip in his folder because I asked him about it yesterday when he got out of school. And um, so I knew he made the team because I signed that permission slip and um, got it. And so then the teacher brings it up and I'm like, again, clueless as to what's going on with our son, because he probably thinks that poor kid, that poor kid. Well, and here's the here's the thing, because I'm there on a field trip with Megan. Yeah. Megan's always talking about my mommy did this and my mommy did that. And and I have no idea that I even have a middle child. That's so like, funny. I have to seem like the worst parent ever to him because uh, I my son doesn't share information with me unless he has to. It, <laughs> it's really I have to sit down and, and really dig. And, and you have to, it's not so much about asking the right questions, but it's also about how you ask them. Um, I will ask Matthew a question where in my mind, the way I'm asking the question should be no, but he'll answer yes. Because he'll answer it as if I've worded the question di- differently. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Like I can ask him, 
I, I can't even think of an example right now, but it happens all the time. And then I'll have to ask for clarification. Well, wait, I don't understand. <laughs> what is it that you're... Yeah. Tell me what you just told me. Tell me what you just Put told me. Put those on your right. own words. And um, so, yeah. So now on December 1st, Matthew has a Lego League thing, which means we'll probably have to um, do a little divide and conquering. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the time frame, because Megan's going to have Christmas ballet that day. Okay. She's going to have ballet that day, and then... Well, I just put it on my calendar. I just need to know what times. I will I will find out when he I wakes up. When I came a, down, he was still asleep. I put a so, big, huge block on my time that day, so... Right. I got some good pictures with my camera of him and McKenna. Um, yeah, that's They had a camp out on McKenna's floor. Yeah. And they were still sleeping when I came down, so... I awesome. went in and took some pictures of them, but, um, did you, and you said yeah. you got some pictures at music hall? Um, yeah, I didn't take any pictures of the performances because, um, no, that's cool. But I, I mean, was afraid you got that a picture my click, of Megan and stuff like that. Yeah. Out well, I got her. pictures of Megan and her friends and, um, and, um, some difference. I have this, I, I don't know how it came out because I haven't really looked at it yet, but, um, they were all not all, but there was Megan and maybe like, four or five other girls and they were huddled in um huddled in a circle talking to each other and I was behind them and I kind of held my camera over my head and took a picture down and it's like secrets because it you know clearly they're talking about someone or something and Mm -hmm. secrets and um so I hope that that looks the way that I think that it looks but I haven't checked it out yet awesome yeah cool so Lego League. Lego League. I have no idea what's going on there. All right. So we got Field Trip, Lego League, Knitted Scarves. Yes. All right. And before we get into our step-by-step how our weekend went, because uh, I, I I think it was awesome. And, and I would love to kind of just relive some of the awesomeness of it uh, and, and share it with our, our, our community. But before I do that, I do want to make mention of two things. Here at the middle of the show. First of all, there is an opportunity for uh, plus membership. If anybody is interested in becoming a plus member, you can learn more information about that at gspn.tv slash plus. It is the way that you can, uh, if you'd like, contribute to the content and community of GSPN. Um, and there's more than just financial, like direct financial ways. If you go to gspn.tv slash plus, you'll learn all the different ways that you can help things out here make sure that we continue to produce this content um and and also create these community environments which of course one of the big community environments that we are creating uh is the gspn.tv community cruise now um we have not been making mention of this until last week we have not been making mention of this very much however we are getting ready to go into full marketing mode on our uh, cruise and stephanie says that she's interested in potentially trying to take over the marketing of this. Right. Is that right? I said that. And? I said that. Yeah. And your lack of faith in me questioned that, but I've got two weeks to come up with something. So. All right. So you. So are we going to talk about that in our next business meetings, our next two weeks? I, I don't know. Okay. Well, we're not having one this week. Well, I know that. And so we'll only have one business meeting before my deadline, I guess. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we should have more information coming soon. Uh, we mm-hmm. need to come up with a transcript for like a commercial for our cruise. Right. 
uh, and Rick's going to create a, a kind of like a, a, a really highly professional kind of uh, commercial spot for us to play in all of our shows, which will be cool. It will be. Um, but anyway, if you guys want information, you don't have to wait for us to come up with our clever marketing and and describing all the benefits that you're going to have. You're just going to be with Cliff and Stephanie. I mean, I mean, come on. Come seriously. on. Right. This awesome family. And our kids. You want to know all of the pieces that we don't bring to the microphone? Oh, yeah. You got to be on the cruise because they'll tell you everything. We we encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash cruise to learn all the all the big details like dates and all that stuff. And uh, you can go ahead and contact Randy Crane and he will uh, give you all the financials on that. And uh, so far, we've got a couple other families that are coming Mm -hmm. with us and um I look forward to getting in touch with him. Oh, that's another thing is to get. He sent us an email with like statistics of the number of people who said they're coming and stuff right. like that. The people who ha- have talked to him but haven't gotten back to him yet. Um, and I'd like to get the list of names of people who have contacted Randy but hadn't said yes or no so that maybe I can personally reach out to them and see if they have any questions for me. Okay. Um, but anyway, I would love to have other people join us. And uh, again, gspn.tv slash cruise. Cruise. All right. Um, so st- so you think that you gave... See, I, when I'm thinking like a thorough... Let's oh, talk I about know this. what you're thinking. So, we're, so we'll start off with the car. All oh, right? okay. You don't want to start off with the fact that I woke up at five in the morning to clean the house. Like you just want to start with the car. Well, if we're going to go there, then let's start <laughs> with the day before when I actually cleaned half of the house myself. Okay. Doing some dishes and vacuuming and cleaning the windows is not technically half of the house, but <laughs> because you have these two broken ribs that you broke two weeks ago, I'll give that to you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I emptied the ashtray. I did it for you, sweet pea. <laughs> How um, that hurts. <laughs> no, seriously, it thank you. Because I did not have time to... Well, here's the thing. I don't think I've cleaned the windows in the nine years that we've I lived know. here. And I'm pretty sure that you could tell by the whole roll of paper towels that you had to use to clean the windows. Um, I don't do windows. <laughs> Maybe I should have put that in my vows or something. But I don't do windows. Um, I have many times thought about... Um, Get, oh, and then the other thing, the dang living room is brighter now because you cleaned the windows. Like, yeah, that wasn't really for me. Um, but. Um, All right, let's start with the next morning. Hold on. No. Dang it. I No, I've thought several times they, they have those. Um, you can connect the cleaning thing to your hose and clean the outside of your window. You know, I've thought about getting one of those before because I know that our windows are nasty. Well, it, it was mostly inside, so I think okay. we're good. Um, the rain does a really good job of cleaning the rest and leaving streaks. It does. You're right. <laughs> anyway, so, so start with your 5 a.m. the next morning. No, I just um wanted to make sure the house was clean when my parent or when my mom came over to to keep the kids. Right. So uh, we made arrangements that uh, I guess first of all you made arrangements uh, for taking care of our children because that was the biggest thing. It's awake. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep talking. Hi, Kenna. Uh oh, she has a question. I'm gonna pause for just a second. Yes, you can. All right, never mind. No, they just want a Capri Sun. Oh, okay. Um, At least she asked. She's been drinking like if I let her, she'd drink a whole box of Capri Sun in a day. Yeah, that's not good. No, I know. So anyway, um, I had arranged for something. You arranged for childcare, and so um, your mom was gonna come over after church, and so Megan was gonna be in charge until then. 
Yes. And then uh, did she? Did Unless she the come? meteor hits the house, and then McKenna's in yeah, charge. Yeah, that's right. There's there's a whole contingency <laughs> plan of who's in charge in certain things. If right. the house is on fire. It's Matt, Megan. It's Megan. If it's hit by an airplane, it's Matt. If, if the ha- because we're right by the airport. So. Yeah. If it, if, so if there's a fire, Megan's in charge. If a plane hits the house, Matthew's in charge. And if a me- meteor, if hit- a meteor hits the house, then McKenna's, McKenna's in, in charge. charge. Right. So that that's we 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 clearly <laughs> outline uh, the lines. And of they come up with new things like all the time. Now that now that. Um, you know, a few weeks ago there was an earthquake in in eastern Kentucky. Now, so now earthquake has been added to the list. And, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so uh, now the the uh, kids did Lori come and stay with the kids here? I think they she... went back to my parents' house for a little bit. Okay. Where did they sleep and that night? Here or there? No, they slept here. Okay. Yeah, they they slept here, and um, and then who took them to school? Sarah. Okay, so when did the when how did that handoff happen? Um, Sarah should have came at seven a.m. to take Matthew and Matthew and Megan and Luke to school. Gotcha. Obviously, she brought Luke with her. Right. But um, so she took them to school, and then she came back here and got McKenna ready and took McKenna to school. Gotcha. Yes. She's an awesome friend. She is an awesome friend. And Lori is an awesome mother-in-law. Let me tell you, she's an awesome mom. Um. What is funny about Sarah taking McKenna to school is that they, um, McKenna's been doing this project on her own about animals. She's now fascinated with creatures. She's been studying the 25 most dangerous animals in the world. Um, she has been, she, she loves stuffed creatures. I mean, she, she has her own zoo going on upstairs in her room, um, and so she's been looking at other kinds of creatures also. And she told me she wants to write this report about. Now, here's the thing. She's in the second grade. She is willingly on her own, not for schoolwork, writing a report. There's something wrong with that one. <laughs> but that's for a whole nother podcast. So um, Sarah and McKenna worked on her on her creatures project and um, got to school and McKenna had a great morning. She gave Sarah a hug before she went to school. I'm oh like, she gosh. doesn't do that for me. I don't get hugs in the morning before school. It was funny. Anyway. That is hilarious. So that's how that happened. Sarah came and took the other two to school and then came back here and got McKenna ready and took her to school. Awesome. So anyway, um, we, you know, the day before on mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, we decided to leave right around what? 10 we left o'clock? around 10. Mm-hmm. About 10 o'clock. And so we uh, we did. We were able to leave on time. Uh, on the way there, we decided, you know, we would um, probably stop and have something like a big meal when we got into Nashville. Uh, we would ha- we would get there early enough. So I think we just had a soft drink and like a meal bar or something mm-hmm. like that and a snack on the way down. Uh, but in the car on the way down, we listened to a little bit of the podcast of The Token Show. Mm-hmm. So I could give you an idea of, of what the show is about and stuff. Um and I think you enjoyed that. I did very so, much. So that was good. Uh, and then um, after we listened to a couple episodes, I didn't want to listen to it all the way down there. So after a couple episodes, we started listening to the audio book of Breaking Dawn. And you started like taking notes on the things you decided because that podcast should have wrapped up with the final review of the last movie, which we did on last Friday. Um, but it's episode 49. And you're really feeling like you want to end that on an even 50. Yeah. 
It's like, would it be neat if it had just had 50 episodes? It just hadn't even 50 episodes. But anyway, I... So Cliff starts taking notes on the book. <laughs> so, and, and the, the thing is, what I would like to do is I'd like to... I, well, the thought is, and, and I don't know if we will, but... Right. But the thought is, it would be great to go through and reread and, and, um, or listen to uh, Breaking Dawn, the entire book, and then go and watch Breaking One, Part One, and Part Two, and talk about how they're different from mm-hmm. the movies. And what was missing and, and why and, and personally, why, why the books was, are so much better. And, right. and those who are out there and they're watching these movies, they're enjoying them, just how much they're missing. Because a lot of people, when I tell them I'm a huge Twilight fan, they think I'm joking. I know they do. And and they and it's like that, you know, that, um, you know, they, they do. They think I'm making a joke of it, making light. And I'm like, no, I'm a huge Twilight fan. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the movies. But I enjoy them because of the books. Absolutely. And and I realized how ridiculous all of it is with just the movies. Uh, but but the books are amazing. And I, I think people should read them. I think they're really good. Uh, and, and it really helped me fall in love with the whole new genre of reading, which is fiction. I, mm-hmm. I'd never really cared. It was the first thing that you read that was fiction, wasn't it? No, right. it wasn't the first thing. I, I'd read in a, quite a bit, but I never really enjoyed okay. reading fiction before. I okay. mean, it was... I, I like um, what was that guy's name? Uh, this present darkness, Frank Peretti. Yes, that's that's fiction. True, I um, forgot about that. That was a very long time ago. Yeah, I read this present darkness and the the one that came after that, mm-hmm. uh, Piercing the Darkness or something like that. And I read a couple other fiction books, but I really this is the one where it's like actually breaking or the Twilight Saga was one where through the entire thing I constantly wanted to move forward and progress through the story mm-hmm. whereas there were a couple of places where i stalled big time with catching fire and and cert it, well actually catching mo- mocking mocking jay. jay mocking jay was but that was more the fact that the podcast production was keeping me from moving forward right. with that anyway um uh, so we, we were listening to that and we and that actually took us through a lot we, we, yeah, listened, we listened to a little bit of music as well but um, from the soundtrack from the soundtrack of the second movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the second, the breaking the first, dawn part two. Uh, right. And uh, we had some conversation on the way down and you were uh, knitting. I was knitting and yeah. the, the, I used metal needles and the, the rub of my needles together was driving you crazy. It wasn't driving me crazy. Although if guys, if you can imagine the sound of scraping a fork on a plate over and over again for four hours in the car. That's what it was like. Three hours and 23 minutes. Okay. So <laughs> still, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't driving me crazy, but if, I mean, that's, that's the sound that it makes. It's yep. like the scrape. Oh, I know. Scraping of a fork on, or the f- scraping your teeth on a fork. No, it's not like that. It's okay. It's more like plate. The mm-hmm. fork on a plate is what it sounds or like. Or rubbing two forks together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, so we, we got down there and we were like, I think it was two hours earlier than we needed to be mm-hmm. uh, to to go to the rehearsal for, at the Ry- Ryman. So you decided we'd go to where to eat? To Ted's Montana Grill because I love it there. It's the best place to go get a good bison burger right. well, or bison or roast beef. Pot roast, right. Which was, it was just so good. Now you said that the next time we go to Nashville, you might want to try something different. I said that the next time we go to Nashville, I think we should eat something that is um, unique to Nashville. Okay. I do. You know, um, I, I love going to Ted's, but it's almost like going to Lexington for Matt's birthday. Kind of like 
it ruined it. it it's not Nashville oh, it's exclusive. Not a Na- yeah. And um, I mean, we knew that there were other locations, right. but the fact that there's one in Lexington does kind of cheapen it, the idea. It does, of, right? Except for the fact that it's a really good bison. It really is. Um, but um, so, yeah, I think I'd like to eat somewhere that is exclusive to Nashville. You know, if somebody comes here, you got to feed them Gold Star or Skyline or whatever. Or Montgomery and Ribs. Or Montgomery, right. More likely Montgomery and Ribs because I could do without Cincinnati Chili. I know you could. I There's only one that I really like, and that is um, Dixie Chili. Mm-hmm. And it's not even as... It's not that great. It's not right. So, but um, yeah, I'm not a big Cincinnati Chili fan. But if somebody is coming here and they're like, okay, I'm in this area, I'm in the greater Cincinnati area, what is it that I have to eat? It's one of those two things, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that I really want to try something that's exclusive to that area. Okay. I do. Well, we'll give it a try next time. I'm sure we have a couple friends that could. I'm sure we do help us out in in locating that certain of certain certain right. type of place. So anyway, we ate at Ted Ten's Montana Grill, and then we drove over to uh, the oh, Ryman, which has Coke Zero. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Let's not forget that important detail for all of you. It is important. You were wondering. It's so important. I'm sure it is. So um, we drove over to the Ryman, and mm-hmm. of course, the Ryman Auditorium is a building that we've walked past several times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you, we just walk past the outside of it, and, and it's like this historic building, and the only thing I know about it is that, you know, this is where they used to do the Grand Ole Opry. Right. And I remember that when I was a kid. My grandparents watched the Grand Ole Opry and so stuff like that, so I, I remember seeing that on television and stuff, but... Uh, and then, you know, just kind of looking at it, it's like, oh, so that's where that was. How, that's very cool. Now, a couple of years ago, the very first time you and I ever went to Nashville together was uh, when my do- my sister uh, graduated from uh, Western Kentucky. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. So we were in Bowling Green for her graduation. And then I asked you, it's only an hour away. Can we can we drive to Nashville? I'd always, which is really weird to think that I had never been to Nashville until I was what 23 years old 24 something like that that's just 10 years ago and and now I'm telling you that it feels just as much like home to me as being here in Boone County like they're there and and it's like you know when we go um on a road trip and we're driving home and it's like when we cross that when we pass that sign that says Boone County it's like we're home you yeah. know and i get that same feeling driving to Nashville and um and driving into the city it's just and i'd never even been there until 10 years ago right which is weird to me yep really weird to me anyway so um so yeah, that was the first time that we had been there. And the first time we went, um, we I, I don't think we had our G, you know GPS and all that stuff back <laughs> no. then. This this is prior to all that stuff. So we just followed maps and signs to we we were looking for the Grand Ole Opry, I guess, and or something like right. that. We, you wanted to see where the Grand Ole Opry was. We and we drove to the to the building. It, which I think we went into the lobby. We did not right. We did, but or, we did. We didn't go to. We did not go to 
the Ryman Auditorium. No, we went. We went right. to the place where the, where it's recorded now. Yeah, right. so it's this whole huge complex. There's a mall right mm-hmm. next to it. It's it's Opryland, you know, or it whatever. Is. And 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 so it was it, it was like much bigger than I ever thought. We went into the the Gaylord Hotel, the Grand Ole mm-hmm. Opry Hotel. That is this resort where you, I mean, it's this entire indoor city. It's, it really is. I, um, when you, that's where we stayed, um, Saturday night, I apologize for, or Sunday night, I apologize for jumping ahead in the story. That's all right. Um, but you had said to Michael Hyatt, because we saw them at the show, um, jumping ahead again, that that's where we had stayed. And, um, he says, good luck finding your room, which was funny because the place is, ginormous it is huge and it is very difficult to find your room right and and you cannot get on me for jumping ahead in the story when you're jumping back 10 years okay so sorry well i was (laughs) i was setting up the future i was totally setting that one up for for the the backstory that's necessary for when we do tell you that we did and then um go ahead finish your story anyway so we had gone to this resort and and i remember you know, we didn't have much money at that time, and we certainly couldn't afford to to mm-hmm. go and do this stuff. And so we just walked around the lobby area for a little mm-hmm. bit, and 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 I remember you saying, "I would love to come down here and just spend some time one day, just to come to Nashville and 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 stuff." And I'm like, "Really?" And and of course, I I was just like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> and so here we are. We go to Nashville all the time, and we've in all these times we've been to Nashville, we'd never went back to that place. Right now. So the thing is, though, is the Grand Ole Opry. Because we always go to Nashville for a specific purpose. Right. Like we went there for PodCamp. We went there, you know, for David's memorial service. We're always, every time we go there, it's like for. An occasion. An occasion, right. So um, whenever I, whenever we would walk or I would walk by or we would walk by the Ryman Auditorium, all I remember is this is the original location of the Grand Ole Opry which is what we originally were looking for when we came to Nashville the very first time. And it's so unsuspecting that it's just a building on a block. Right. You know, and, and stuff like that. Although it is more than just a building on a block. It's a beautiful building. Gorgeous. And um, not only did we, for the very first time, get to go into the Ryman Auditorium, but we're given all access passes yep. to the Ryman Auditorium. I'm telling you, there's security at every door. Every Every door. door. Nobody's allowed in this building except for those who have a pass that says Ryman Auditorium Token Show. And it's got big red badge at the bottom that it says in bold print, all access. Mine is still in the bottom of my bag. Mine's right here. Where it may stay. I'm going to put mine on the the bulletin board. We discussed this last week. It won't fit. (laughs) I'll find a spot. Uh, But anyway, it'll be right up there next to my keynote speaker. There you go. Okay. So, um, but not only did we get in, but we are walking backstage of the Ryman Auditorium. Uh, we're we're able to travel through any of the hallways, any of the doors that says private access. I mean, we have all access. Okay. We're talking even the dressing rooms, right? So you were um, you were snapping some pictures, and. Um, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out in the lobby and, and look around. And so you go out, there's obviously, there's a concession stand and all the, um, and the restrooms and the gift shop. So I, um, I walk into the gift shop, I'm looking around, I'm just kind of taking it all in. Well, um, I bought my souvenir for the day 
and I'm coming back to find you. I was gone for maybe 15 minutes. I really was just wandering around the gift shop. And um, there were like four security guards because everything's starting to get set up for the afternoon and evening. And so there are like four security guards now blocking the way back into the auditorium. Yep. And they said, can I help you? And I held up my badge and said, I'm just going to, I said, I'm just going to look up to find my husband. And um, I oh, okay. Oh, okay. You're good. Yep. It was fun. It was. it was fun. It was. And well, and not only that, it was really Who cool. Who knew that those red letters could be so special? Yes. Well, anyway, the, the other thing is that, um, you know, they, it was probably 10 minutes before the, uh, the, the show started mm-hmm. and everybody was in the lobby, you know, shoulder to shoulder and all this stuff. And I, I walk out to take a phone call from Matthew and, and above the door, it says, once you exit, there is no reentry. Yeah. No reentry once you exit. Yeah, and he, and basically a bunch of people were getting ready to walk out to take calls as well. Yeah, and uh, and and the security guard says, "Hey, hey you walk out, you, you can't get back. You don't get back in." And of course, I walk out anyway and take my thing, and and they're like, and and they look at me, and and I I think a couple of them kind of like laugh and stare. Like, I guess he's not coming back in. <laughs> I, I you know he's too busy to read the sign or something right. like that. I I don't know what there's anyway. So I took my call and then I just walked right back in. You know, right. I didn't even say anything. I didn't. It's, it's just like I had the I had that lanyard on my. Right. It's like, you know, just there's something about it's just really cool to have all access. And it was not fun just to. And, and yeah, it was just kind of cool. But anyway, I remember telling you in the car and and even before and then while we were there at the beginning during the rehearsal, I said, you know, I'm almost positive. I'm positive that, you know, Vince Gill is supposed to be here. And I know well, you're. His, I mean, his names are his names on the ticket. Yeah, he's got to be there. He he's got to at least make an appearance because it's so big that if he doesn't show up now, people are going to riot. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, you're a huge country music fan. And I am stuff like that, and I know that you know who Vince Gill is, I and do. and I I mean I know who Vince Gill is. Of course, I knew uh, who Vince Gill was back before he was country country. Uh, he used to be a part of a band that my dad, mm-hmm. my stepdad, was connected to, which is the Pure Prairie League. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, I said, I, you know, I, I'm, I might have this opportunity. You might get to meet, get to meet Vince Gill. Now, when I told you that, did you think that that was the case or did you? I thought I'd see him. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd see him. I thought that he'd, I'd see him perform. Right. Live. That's it. Well, I, I, when I said that, I'm like, I'm, t- I'm talking like, I'm going to introduce you right. to Vince Gill. I'm going to make this happen because he's going to be here. Uh, and, and by golly, I'll find some way to introduce you to Vince Gill. And so during the rehearsal, you know, there he is right there. And um, I I walk up and said, you know, Vince, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I wouldn't like to know if I can introduce you to my wife, Stephanie. She's a huge fan. And uh, can I take a picture of you mm-hmm. guys? And so you guys met and I took a picture of you. And I felt really short. He's yeah. a very tall man. He's a tall guy. He's a very tall man. And um, here, here's what I love about um, meeting Okay, he he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. He is. And he is he's a person. Yeah. He is just as um just as real as you or I. We just live a different life, you know? Mm-hmm. He lives a life that he uses his gifts and talents that God gave him in in a different way and um well, in the same way, but you know what I mean. Um, but he was so himself. 
Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing there was nothing unauthentic about him. Yeah. Like I love He wasn't that a diva. He wasn't a diva. Um he was a very genuine, genuine man. Um so we watched the entire dress rehearsal. Um you said you would have loved that if for the show they would have all wore their dress rehearsal clothes but um so they're all in jeans and t-shirts and um the guy uh, johnny swim he he was looking pretty scraggly during dress rehearsal with a t-shirt and big baggy jeans on and um he had this baseball cap he kept turning around backwards and um and so i mean he goes and he puts on a jacket and the Somebody should have told him that his pants were too short, but apparently that's, that's like the thing now. Thing. I know that it, it's a thing for for several um, people now. I just think that it's weird. But um, you know, he's got on a jacket and a bow tie and a shirt. Vince was wearing the same clothes that he did wore for dress rehearsal. He was wearing jeans and and, and a, a button up black shirt that was unbuttoned or und uh, that was tucked. untucked. Yeah, yeah. I, I he was just he was just himself himself. And yeah. the two songs that he sang, I love "Go Rest High" on that mountain that mm-hmm. is um a beautiful song had you heard that one before oh yeah okay oh yeah um actually i think that my favorite version of it is him and um ricky skaggs and somebody else who i can't think of right now fantastic we should look it up on youtube when we're done here because it is so good but um and then the other song um bread and water that he sang was just it made me cry it made me cry and I don't know if it was so much the words to it or knowing that he wrote it about his brother or what, but it was just so moving. Yeah. Yeah. What what was amazing is after, you know, he, when he was doing the rehearsal, the, the Ryman auditorium is like empty. I mean, there's nobody in the seats. There's like myself, Stephanie, and there's one other person that's involved in the show um, and stuff like that, but that's it. And she's like way back in the back and, and so Stephanie's in the, you know, I asked Stephanie to come up to the front row with me as we're watching what's going on in rehearsal. And so there's this time where, you know, Vince gets up on the stage and he's doing a rehearsal of his song. Stephanie's in the front seat. And literally it's like Stephanie's getting a personal. Yeah. And it felt like it. It felt like a personal. Um, I, I got a I got a private concert, concert. a yeah. private concert with Vince Gill. And I fantastic. took a lot of pictures where it looks just like that. where where it, it's, I made it very clear right. that this auditorium is empty and it's just Vince Gill on stage and Stephanie right there. Yeah. It's it, it so it funny. Was, it was really good. And I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the entire day. So so the show starts. Um, everyone did change clothes except for Vince because they were being. Um, recorded for television also. Yep. And um, show starts. Sitting there watching. We see um, Dan and Joanne Miller come in. Yep. And so during the intermission, we go down to say hello. Um, I got to meet Michael Hyatt and his wife, Gail. Gail, yep. And, um, and so that was nice. And I look up into um, the... Into the into the seats, and I see Paula Foster, and so I go to say hello to 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 Paula, and I saw more friends in that one night in a city that is not my hometown. Yeah, and they and by the way, not any of them knew that we were coming. Knew that we were well, Dan Miller knew I was we were coming, but 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 Joanne looks at me and she's like, "What are you doing here?" (laughs) And I said, "I came for the show." It was it was so funny. Um. And what was great about it is that 
okay, we made the the four hour trip down um, just for the token show. We spent the night because to drive home after that would have been um, exhausting because the day was so, for me, the day was just full of excitement and emotion and just trying to take it all in and then to turn around and come straight home after that would have been draining. Right. Um, but after the show, we were talking with um, Dan and he invited us down to his home Sunday night. They're having like people come over to their home for a worship time. And he invited us down to that. And that is so tempting to jump in the car and drive down Sunday. And this drive back. And, and just drive back. Um, but we can't keep living in two cities. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, I don't think our gas budget would allow for us to live in both cities. We really have to. We really have to pick one, and and for now, we've chosen this to be ours. But um, I honestly feel in my heart that at some time in our lives, we will live in Nashville. You think so? I do. I don't think it'll be while our kids are in school, which means we have a while because McKenna's just in the second grade. But um, but I teased with you at lunch on on Sunday afternoon and said that, you know, maybe McKenna will want to go to college in Nashville because, you know... She's going to live with us forever. She, she's never moving out. So when she goes to college, we can just move to move to Tennessee. What do you think? I I would agree that it feels like that if we were going to move someplace, That's where Nashville would be the place right. to, you know, and, and more likely the Franklin area. Right. But uh, just outside. Yeah. Or somewhere somewhere in that vicinity, mm-hmm. because that is a place where we do have, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is actually. We have some roots there. We do. That's weird. We have roots in in Nashville. Yeah. And uh, and it, and and always every time I go to Nashville, something good comes out of it. Yep. But uh, the only concern that I have about Nashville okay. is that um, you know it, it's the prophet is never accepted in his own hometown. <laughs> like so, when I come to Nashville, you know, for some people it's like it's a really big deal and it's mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And nobody in Northern is like oh Clifford, Cliff, so, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just Cliff. Didn't you used to work for your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went to high school with that guy. Right, (laughs) whatever. So um, I don't know. So I just wonder if 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 that becomes an issue or not. But um, it 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 definitely feels like home when we're there. It does. And you know, and and I just love to go there. I love to go there. And matter of fact, I love the fact that I we timed it this time because there's always a time difference when you're jumping there and when you jump through it the messes you up. time zone yeah. and and i never know how long it takes to get there and i always thought it was like a five to six hour drive and it's only a four hour drive right i always thought it was five hours because you you're know, changing time i'm right. changing time zone so it's like hey you're starting here at this time at 12 and you'll be home at five and that's because the gps i used to use was well i think you need to factor in the be. fact that um you weren't exactly going the recommended speed well, limit. Well, if I am going the recommended speed limit and there's no traffic, it's it's technically just over four hours. Okay. Uh, like four hours, ten minutes. So. <laughs> and, and we made, we'll just say that we made it down in less. Less than four hours and ten minutes. <laughs> That's all we'll say. Right. But anyway, um, it, it was great. The token show is absolutely awesome. Dr. Lee Camp, Stephanie got to meet him. He is such a talented individual, and this show that he's put together is out of this world. If you guys don't know what the Token Show is, I encourage you to just go to tokenshow.com and tokensshow.com, 
and and see if you can't browse around and, and see if you can't figure it out. But if you ever heard of this thing called uh, Prairie Home Companion by Garrison Keillor, uh, he actually saw an event back in 2005, was it? I think so. Anyway, he, uh, where Garrison Keillor and the Prairie Home Companion was recorded live at the... Uh, at the Ryman. At the Ryman. And he says, wouldn't it be great if there was like a theological variety show in this genre and where it was music and stories and conversation and skits and humor and all this stuff. And a couple years later at the Ryman, he did his first one. I think it was in 2000, uh, Thanksgiving 2010. Which is the show we listened to on the way down. Yep. And so this Thursday... Um, tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, 2012, um, he will release the podcast, and it will be segments from that show that we saw live on Sunday. Oh, will it? I, I thought that's what he said. Or will he be playing more from? I think he was going to play original? more from the original. Oh, okay. But uh, I got confused on what he was saying, yeah, so it might be more from the original. I think it's more from the original because he's a couple weeks ahead of of production okay. on that show. Okay. But anyway, um, but yeah, so it, it, it it's a great show. Um, if you're in the Nashville area, I, I gosh, you have to go. Um, and if you're not in the Nashville area, drive or fly there. Right. It's it's an it's an awesome thing. But um, yeah, so that was that was our date. And of course, that evening, um, we were invited to a special reception. But that by that time, after the drive and everything else, we were tired. We already got to see all the people. Right. We already saw all we, of our friends and we met all of the people who were in the show. So yeah. and we basically went all through the Ryman Auditorium, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so, love that, that they have the original doors on display in the um, there. There's a thing next to them that in 1994, when they um, were working on the building, those doors couldn't be used for safety reasons. And um, and so they have them hanging on display. And I think that that is, I think that that's an awesome tribute to that building and what it means to the city. And yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, if you ever get a chance to to go and tour the Ryman Auditorium, it's it's kind of like a museum it, as well. Uh, they have you know big, huge cases that that display outfits from like Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash and um, Loretta Lynn and Minnie Pearl and yeah. And so it's kind of like a museum, and and I do think they do t- tours of the Ryman. That's uh, and, and stuff. So that that's an event that you could do in, in Nashville. Um, and I forgot what else I was going to say. But anyway, the history you were talking. Oh, about the, the history. history. Oh, and that's the, that's the one thing I didn't know that the history of this was that it was originally a church. It was. And uh, so matter of fact, you can do uh, go to YouTube and just do history of the Ryman Auditorium. And uh, you'll learn a little bit about uh, I think it's Tom Ryan Ryman. Mm hmm. And uh, the preacher, was it Jack? I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, it, it's an it's a very interesting story mm-hmm. and a very cool piece of history. And uh, it, it yeah, I, it, it's it's I loved it. Nashville is drawing us closer. It is is calling our names. Like, seriously, can you I mean, it's been 10 years. How many since times have the we said time. this? Um, we, we've said it. Several times, and and I think that the fact that it doesn't go away, it just gets stronger, really does, really does say that something about you know we're not just talking. Where yeah. I mean, in the last ten years since my first visit to Nashville, the draw to Nashville has grown stronger and stronger. Right. There are approximately ten to eleven years left 
before McKenna would graduate from high school. And in that 10 years, I can only imagine that the draw to Nashville will get stronger and stronger. So much so that I even told Megan the other day, Megan's like, mom, I don't want to move to Nashville. Um, I, I want to go to this high school. I, I want to go to high school here. I want to graduate from here. And, um, and I said, Megan, you will graduate from here as will Matthew because he's just a year behind her and I can't imagine we'd let Megan get out of high school and then make Matt move for his senior year. You will and Matt will graduate from here. But I cannot guarantee that McKenna will. Right. I just can't. There is so there there is so much um space between McKenna and Matt in in school years. I can't imagine that I can't imagine that McKenna would graduate from there also. Right. And I'd be okay with that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there you go, my friends. That w- Oh, and, and that evening we, you know, we could have stayed at any, well, actually we could have stayed for okay. free. We could, I right. mean, there's an open invitation from Michael Hyatt. There's an open invitation from Dan and Joanne. I'm sure Paula would be happy to have visitors. So, I mean, we, we have friends there. We've never been, in a place where, and you know, that's the thing we've right. I, and all the times, even with Jonathan and his wife, I mean, just, we've never had a time in Nashville where we didn't have a place to stay. Right. Ever. And I think that this weekend was the first time I've stayed in Nashville in a hotel, like yeah. in a hotel room. Me too. Honestly. Yeah. I've always stayed with someone. So, but the thing, and of course, the reason I didn't reach out to any of those folks because, you know, this was a date night and mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be about us, you know, meeting up with Dan or us meeting up with Michael Hyatt or us meeting up with, you know, any of these other people. I wanted to be you and I on a date experiencing this unprecedented access to the Ryman Auditorium, which I know you're a huge fan of country music and how much history is involved in that place and and the opportunity to potentially meet Vince Gill and to enjoy a an authentic real country get together kind of show that uh that even has a little bit of a theological bent and fun and flair I'll tell and you humor. what it was it was it was so fantastic country bluegrass music but it was more church than any church I've been in yep which is sad. Well, not sad, but I haven't been in church in over a year. Um, But it is still more church than I have been in in my entire life. And it's, and it's the way that a gathering should be a corporate gathering really could be, especially if it wasn't necessarily something that you felt you did just because everybody obligated to do it at a certain one of the funny things is that Lee makes this comment about how, you know, in the beginning he made this comment about how many of you skip church to be here tonight. And by the end of it, I was like that that's more church than I've ever. Not a single person here skipped church tonight. And no, and not to mention the fact that this was originally a church. It, it was, it was was the gospel tabernacle for me. God was in that place Sunday night and, um, and I, and I worshiped and I laughed and I enjoyed the entertainment and I enjoyed being in his presence. And the conversation with, um, Brian McLaren, I think is who it was, was just the, the short little conversations that happened about his book, about his book. I, I think that that was just as, 
poignant as having a sermon. Right. Such a good, such a good good time. Anyway, my friends, that was the best date ever. And of course, we stayed at the Opryland Hotel. uh, And instead of just like a, a... well, instead of a friends or could, you know, Stephanie would have been just as happy to have a bed at, you know, a best Western or anything right. like that. But um, I, I said, you know what? I, you know, we, we, we once came here to Nashville and, and dreamed of this idea of staying at this Opryland hotel. Right. And so we spent the night at the Opryland hotel. It was fantastic. I um, was so exhausted that I fell straight into bed. Yeah. And um, such a great, such a great um, redemption of our date night at the beginning of the month. Exactly. It, it really, it were that that bad that bad date that was the fault of five guys <laughs> <laughs> has been redeemed by Nashville. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. Indeed. Anyway, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Again, don't forget, head over to gspn.tv slash cruise for more details about the cruise. Commercial and marketing efforts to come soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.